This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network for Tuesday, August the 9th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the late-breaking information in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and so many more, we are here to be your comprehensive podcast to give you all the insight to what's happening in the world of wrestling so you don't have to waste your time. We're here each and every day. It's a free podcast anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into 
the headlines. Starting over on E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark writes into this hour, Anthony Agogo blasts his weigh-in segment with Cody Rhodes back in AEW. Now, AEW wrestler Anthony Agogo was a recent guest on Insight with Chris Van Vliet podcast to discuss the variety of professional wrestling topics, including his feud with Cody Rhodes in AEW and the infamous weigh-in segment that happened. Now, here are some excerpts from that interview itself, specifically on the weigh-in with Cody Rhodes. He would say, It was effing dog shit. Effing dog shit. So Cody said to me that we were going to do a weigh-in. I'm like, that's cool. I said, what's going to happen? And Cody is brilliant. He is brilliant at whatever he does because he has such a great mind for it. And he's a really good coach. He's a really good promo coach. And QT is a great wrestling coach. And anything he touches, you know it's going to turn out really, really well. Well, you know, QT is the effing man in my opinion. So Cody and I are going to do this weigh-in. And I'm like, cool. So who's going to get knocked out? And what are we going to do? Are you going to hit me? Am I going to hit you? And Cody says, it's a weigh-in. We're not really going to touch one another. I'm like, oh, okay. I've watched enough wrestling that a little bit of this and a little bit of that is, is kind of cool. Cody goes, nah, it's not going to be quite like that. So it's my third week on TV right now, and I am all tuned up and ready to go. So I go out there, and I'm like, what is going on? The big show is sweating his butt off because it's really hot outside, and I'm like, hey, show, uh, I'm supposed to be, like, the heel right now, and, like, no one's really hating me. So I said to him, can't you just count things for us? Why, why can't you just get this scale to work? Because the scale wasn't working. After the segment happened, like, nobody was happy. So I was just trying to do my job. There was nothing else I could do. I got on my phone, and I texted my friends. I was like, can you believe the big show did all that? I was like, I can't believe it. I go out there, the red light's on, I'm in the zone, everything feels so real. It was my favorite time at that moment, and it just didn't go right. If you'd like to hear more about what Anthony Ogogo had to say about that specific situation and what happened after that, continue following E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark, and he has more information on the exclusive interview with Anthony Ogogo. Moose and Jordan Grace are making news at this hour. Ryan Clark is writing in for E-Wrestling News. During a recent interview with Sports Key at Wrestling Impact Talents, Moose and Jordan Grace commented on the creative freedom that they have in the company. And here's what they had to say. That's one thing that Impact gives you. We do not pay as much as these other companies do. You know what? We do have a lot of time and we are able to be ourselves. And happiness is the most important thing where we are from. This comes from a guy who has done the same thing. Jordan Grace also appreciates the opportunities that she's been given and all the freedom that she's been given. Opportunities that you might not necessarily have with WWE or AEW. But you have to think, well, what's the most important thing? Are you chasing after the money or are you chasing after the happiness with the company you're with? Having creative freedom and having to have your own input on what your character is and what your character says is a big deal. Scott Demore cherishes working with Jordan and working with other characters as well. Now, when Moose also went on to say, what do you think is the most important? How do you think we're going to do this? You know what? I like to know that when I go out there, I can have my freedom. I like being asked what my opinion is, and you know what? That has to be the one thing I cherish the most. If you'd like to read more about what both of them had to say about having creative freedom in Impact Wrestling, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. 
Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Bobby Lashley advises Logan Paul he needs to shake more hands backstage at WWE. When the YouTube celebrity Logan Paul signed a multi-year deal with WWE, many questions whether he'd fit in in the world of wrestling. Now we fast forward to SummerSlam in Nashville. The YouTube celebrity had impressed many due to his performance in his match with The Miz. Now, while Paul may be right on the track when it comes to the athleticism in the ring, one wrestler on Raw's roster believes he's still missing an essential quality in being a good champion. Lashley told TV Insider he discussed how Paul and the work he's put in so far on the main roster. He believes Paul is making headways and some significant strides. However, he does need to do more networking with people backstage. This is what Lashley had to say. I'm interested to see how it all works out. I know he's put in the work. There is a difference, though. When I first came into the business, you went up and shook everyone's hand, and you went to get to know them. I haven't gotten that chance to know Logan very much. He has passed me a few times. I walked by, and uh, he shook his head at me. And that's all Lashley had to say. He would go on to say, but then he continued, I don't know if he'll be a full-time person on the roster or not, but it would be good for him to shake a few more hands and get to know a few more people. For the most part, he's been doing really great. The times he's gotten out there, he's picked things up very quickly. He hasn't had the opportunity to settle in, though, really settle in, and I think that's going to do him a lot of good. With more information on Logan Paul and Bobby Lashley's sentiments about his etiquette backstage, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Headlines are chiming in right now with Renee News, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, and WrestleMania 39. You can check out the latest episode of Renee's vlog. The episode features some footage from her trip to Nashville and StarCast 5. Now, Stonecutter Media posted the following video showing a complete AJ Styles, the living phenomenal reel. You can check that out as well. You can also check out the latest edition of Canvas to Canvas below, and that features Rey Mysterio. In addition, the 39 WrestleMania launch party will be taking place this Thursday at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. WWE will be streaming the live event on Facebook and on YouTube. For more information on all these things happening with the WWE Universe, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. More news on Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte getting married, wedding posters galore on social media, some new news about CM Punk and Danhausen. As we reported yesterday on E-Wrestling News, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti were married on Sunday. Guevara took to Twitter to post another set of wedding photos of the two, which can be seen on his social media accounts. AEW World Champion CM Punk is the featured guest on Danhausen's latest vlog. You can catch that as well on YouTube. Now, another Danhausen and CM Punk News, AEWshop.com is selling a new t-shirt for both of them, which is available right now over at Shop AEW. You can check out the latest episode of Mia Yim's vlog. In this episode, the real-life couple documents their trips from Florida to Texas with AEW star Keith Lee. With more information on all these AEW and WWE stars, continue following E-Wrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Seth Rollins and Matt Rill are making news at this hour. Here's some update as to why their match was postponed for SummerSlam. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. It was announced that Riddle would be set 
to get back at Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. However, a kayfabe injury to the original bro caused the match to be postponed. Now, Riddle and Rollins will still make their presence known on the show, and they brawled outside. Now, according to Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer Radio, the kayfabe injury was due to WWE wanting to postpone the match until next month's Clash at the Castle UK pay-per-view. It should be noted that WWE has yet to announce the matchup for the card yet, but Riddle is set to be on Raw next week in an interview regarding his injury status. Whether or not the match is going to be announced next week still seems to be up in the air at this moment, but right now all fingers point that it will be happening at Clash at the Castle in Wales this coming September. With more information on this, Joshua Jones has more on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's talk about a little MLW. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour. Major League Wrestling sent out the following press release today announcing that Alex Hammerstone versus Bandito for the MLW World Championship will be taking place at Super Series event in Atlanta, Georgia on September the 18th. Here is the official announcement right now. Alex Hammerstone versus Bandito for the World Championship at Super Series in Atlanta on September the 18th. Interpronational fights include MLW's debut in Atlanta. Now, Atlanta posted this. Major League Wrestling announced a World Heavyweight Championship bout between Alex Hammerstone, the champion, versus Bandito, the former MLW champion in the Super Series 22, from the MLW Greater Atlanta area on Sunday, September 18th at the Space Event Center at 6100 Live Oak Parkway in Norcoast, Georgia. Now, the card is going to be a Fusion TV taping. It will be airing on BN Sports Nationwide and on cable on DISH in over 60 countries around the world. For more information on all of this, continue following MLW and continue following eWrestling News as more information on this big event will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's also writing at this hour, Miro reveals why he prefers AEW travel schedule over WWE's. During a recent appearance on the Sessions with Renee podcast, AEW star Miro commented on why he prefers AEW's schedule over the WWE schedule, and if he's ever worried about ring rust adding up, and so much more. Now, on being on the road four to five days a week, and it being too much when it comes to WWE, this is what Miro had to say. It's different, just listening to Sheamus and all of those guys. Just knowing he's out on the road four to five days a week, that's way too much. I don't want to do that, especially right now, knowing that eventually I want to do something else. I want to work towards something else as well. After this contract, I thought I was going to be done, but I can go on a little more. It just kind of depends. I still feel great. I feel my body is getting better and better, and it's not hurting, especially with all the work I'm doing and having the matches. Only having to wrestle once a week, your body can actually go much, much longer. Now, if he's ever worried about having ring rust from his lack of work in the ring on a consistent basis, he said this, I was so afraid of that. My wife, CJ Perry, always reminds me, no, don't worry, you're going to be fine. I'll go out there and have some tune-up matches in California. I'll go to a wrestling school, Knox Pro. It's not mine, but I go out there to help the kids. Every now and again, I'll text somebody and I'll ask them to come to get beat up. They'll come and I'll beat them up for 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes. And I'll get tuned up and my range is back. Sometimes my stiffness is still in there. AEW is cool because none of those guys that I'm working right now, I've worked before and I have a lot of history with them. So it's not like you have to worry about starting all over again. And it's not like you have house shows anymore either because AEW doesn't do that. Everything is happening right now and I love that. I love this new challenge. For more information on Miro, continue following eWrestling News and more information about him will be forthcoming.
Let's go ahead and take a look at the ratings for Raw on Monday night. Andrew Ravens writes in at this hour, this week's episode of Raw drew 1.9 million viewers on the USA Network. Now this is down from the 2.2 million viewers the show did last week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported on this. In the key demo of 18 to 49, it was a .54 rating. Now that was down from last week's .61. The first hour did 1.9 million with a .51 demo. And the second hour did solid of 2 million, 46,000 with a .56 demo rating. The third hour dropped to 1.8 million with a .54 in that key 18 to 49 demo. Now it's still ranked number one on night for cable. Now the episode featured United States champion Bobby Lashley versus Tommaso Ciampa, the start of the tournament to crown the next WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, and Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor, and so much more. With more information on the ratings, continue following Brandon Thurston, Andrew Ravens, and of course, eWrestling News. Kurt Angle is making news at this hour. Kurt Angle is talking about how he wanted to wrestle John Cena during his retirement match at WrestleMania. Ryan Clark's writing into this hour during the latest edition of Cafe de Rene with Rene Dupree. WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle comment on Vince McMahon offering him an additional option of wrestling for another year so he could face John Cena in his retirement match at the following year's WrestleMania. This is what Kurt Angle had to say. When I was presented to Vince McMahon that I was going to retire after WrestleMania, I told him that I knew I was losing a step now. I knew that I wasn't the same as I was before. I didn't like my performances, and I said to Vince, I want to retire after WrestleMania, but I'd like to ask you for a favor. I'd like you to put me in there with John Cena, because I started his, his career, and I'd like for him to end my career. Now, on what he had to say in response to Kurt, he said, Kurt, you have a program with Baron Corbin. He's going to be going on for at least six months. You have to finish it. If you want to wait till next year, I'll give you John Cena next year. I told him I couldn't wait another year. I totally understood. Vince was right. I was doing a program with Baron. It was going to last five or six months, and I had to see it through. He did give me the option of coming back another year in wrestling Cena, and I probably should have done it looking back now. I probably should just have laid back and not wrestled for a good six or seven or eight months and then got myself ready again for the upcoming WrestleMania. But I gained a lot of weight in that time, and I could have gotten away a little bit from how the product was when I was in my better shape. And you know what? I probably should have came back to WrestleMania to face Cena. For more information on everything that Kurt Angle has to say, continue following Ryan Clark and D-Wrestling News and his more information is coming forward. Eric Redbeard is making news at this hour. Eric Redbeard posts cryptic tweet about patience leading to interesting doorways opening. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, following last night's episode of WWE Raw, former WWE superstar Eric Rowan, also now known as Eric Redbeard, took to Twitter to post a cryptic message about patience leading to interesting doorways. Now, Redbeard was released from WWE on April the 15th of 2020 during a round of budget cuts. For more information, continue following Eric Redbeard on social media. For more information, that will be coming up about what his next steps in wrestling are. AEW star Malachi Black is making news at this hour. He discusses his recovery from a serious back injury. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, AEW wrestler Malachi Black recently posted a video on his TikTok account where he revealed that he's been dealing with a back injury that he believed was going to force him into retirement. This is what he said. Till about three months ago, I was dealing with a back injury. I was convinced I was going to force me into early retirement. But after literal year of treatment, it went from not working and being a complete failure on several occasions to all of a sudden, everything got corrected. 
I needed some dry needling sessions and everything started to get released. From there, we were able to rehab and get it strengthened. Now, you can check out these two videos of his horrendous injury and his personal reactions to trying to come back from a devastating back injury in the world of professional wrestling. Continue following Ryan Clark as he will have more information on this story. Lex Luger is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark writes in, Lex Luger disputes Bruce Pritchard's claim that he was leaving WWE for WCW in 1995. Now, during today's episode of Busted Open Radio, Lex Luger responded to Bruce Pritchard's claim that his departure from WWE took place in 1995. Now, for those who didn't see it, Pritchard claimed on Sunday's episode of Biography, WWE legend Lex Luger, that he was planning on leaving WWE in 1995 to head over to rival WCW. Now, Lex Luger disputes all of this, and this is what he had to say. I love Bruce. We get along great now, but Bruce had it all wrong in last night's documentary. Bruce has all that sarcasm about him, which is great about him, especially when he goes on about the Lex Express. Now... Here's the way it really went down. The pay was down everywhere, WCW and WWE. So I went to Vince and said, look, my contract is up. I'm given my 90-day notice, but I really want to stay. And Vince wanted me to stay as well. I had a great relationship with Vince. And I said, you know, I want to do some other stuff outside of WWE. And Vince was like, well, what do you mean by that? I said, well, I, I want to go and do some things outside of wrestling, maybe in fitness and nutrition. Let me do kind of some side stuff when it comes to wrestling as well. I'll earn my own money for it, and that's just on me. Let me do it, and we'll keep our wrestling contract just for wrestling, and you will still own my wrestling rights, but let me do some business otherwise. Now, on how eventually he was working without a contract with Vince. Vince wanted me to, but when it went on, I got back with my lawyers after months and months, and I kept working and trying to get a contract out of Vince. At that point in time, everything was just on a handshake because we got along so well, and I wanted to stay, but at that point, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to. We finally had a conversation when we were all up in Canada, and my phone rings and it's Vince. He says, if I let you do this, I'll have to let Shawn Michaels do outside stuff as well, and I don't want any of that to get into any contract conflicts. I just kind of have a flickering switch going on right now and that more people are going to want to do this stuff. So he wasn't going to let me do it. I don't think he's going to let anyone do anything outside of wrestling. If you'd like to find out more about how he ended up in WCW, read more about this article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the late-breaking news from your favorite promotion, whether it's ECW, WCW, AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, and so many more. We give you news and insights from old promotions and current promotions, insights from the experts, and stories and interviews from legends who've had classic moments in the business. It's a one-stop shop podcast that gives you everything you need on a daily basis, and it's absolutely free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's get back to the headlines. Ryan Clark's writing at this hour. Jim Ross discusses Ron Simmons winning the WCW world title in 1992. Now, during the latest edition of J Grilling JR podcast, WWE Hall of Famer and AEW commentator Jim Ross commented on how Ron Simmons winning the world championship in WCW in 1992 and how he became the first black world champion in that company and he talks about other things as well. Now on Ron Simmons winning the 1992 world championship, 
Ron was a popular guy, Ross would say. We all loved Ron's legitimate athletic prowess. He owned Florida State University for several seasons, and he had just gotten this great opportunity. One thing about Bill Watts is he didn't have any issues elevating African-Americans. He had an African-American booker in Ernie Ladd. He had an African-American top babyface in Junkyard Dog. So Ron becoming the world champion under Cowboy's tutelage was actually not a problem whatsoever. So I don't really know why exactly it came to be, but you know what? Ron got over and he truly made the best of it. Now, on the impact of Simmons becoming the first black champion in WCW and how it affected the state of relations in pro wrestling, this is what Ross had to say. It's the same thing in any racial scenario. We have a long way to go. In today's society, we have a long way to go still. But back then, we knew how to, we had a long way to go. Ron Simmons was the first person that stepped into that situation, and it was well past due. An African-American certainly deserved to be the top guy and should have been the top guy long before that. I just believe that, again, in today's society, race relations, we have a long way to go, and hopefully we'll all live long enough to see better days to see how minorities are treated and represented in wrestling. For more information on what Jim Ross had to say about the huge WCW World Championship win by Ron Simmons in 1992, you can read the article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Triple H is making news at this hour. Thomas Lawson's writing in. WWE reportedly is expected to make WWE much more violent under Triple H's reign. WWE is expected to push the envelope when it comes to violence as part of the new era for the company. Last month, Triple H was appointed head of talent and creative after Vince McMahon's retirement. Now, the game's tenure has been several years in the making as he's worked behind the stage as well. He's seen former several stars including Dakota Kai, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, Bardot, and Dexter Loomis return to the company since he's taken over. On the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discusses a segment from last week's Raw where Dominic Mysterio was bruised and bloodied after attack by Rhea Ripley. This is what he had to say. He, referring to Dominic, wasn't leaking the blood. The idea was it was blood. There was something very much red all over his face. And before there was anything else to shield it away, I noticed something. It's not like they've done that stuff on a regular basis anymore. Maybe it's a one-time thing, but I'm guessing they're going to get more violent and the angles are going to get ratched up again. Now, a more violent WWE, along with its impending TV-14 rating, would allow for a more violent type of programming. Now, it has been reported that it was the USA Network that wanted WWE to change their ratings from the PG era to TV-14. With more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Jay White is making news at this hour. New Japan Pro Wrestling star Jay White withdraws from New Japan Pro Wrestling show due to heat stroke. Joshua Jones is writing at this hour. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Jay White has been removed from the G1 Climax and it's 32 shows due to suffering from heat stroke-like symptoms. White will be unable to wrestle the matches booked for today and tomorrow at Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. Now, the promotion announced two changes to the card due to White's removal. Now, because of Jay White will be absent from the card on August the 9th and the 10th, there will be changes made forward. For more information on all of this, continue following New Japan Pro Wrestling as they will give you more information and continue following e-wrestling news. Conrad Thompson's making news at this hour. The podcast legend says he wants to thank Tony Khan for allowing AEW stars to compete in Ric Flair's last match. 
AEW's Andrade Idolo and Jay Lethal were allowed to compete as part of Ric Flair's final match in Nashville. Now, during the latest edition of My World with Jeff Jarrett, Conrad Thompson thanked AEW CEO Tony Khan for allowing the stars to take part in such a big finale. You can check out what he had to say, but this is what Conrad had to say about how the last match went. I want to get a ton of credit and props and kudos to Tony Khan for allowing really the forbidden door to happen. We're not supposed to talk about it. We're not supposed to say that phrase anymore. We had an AEW star teaming with the WWE special vice president to take on an AEW superstar and the Nature Boy Ric Flair. That shouldn't have happened. There are a lot of reasons that it shouldn't have happened, but Vince McMahon back then it was a thing but you know what tony khan greenlit it and had it fine this could have not happened with all of those folks you jeff jarrett this whole idea i thought there'd been a lot of rumors and innuendo about what this last match was going to be like listen there are a lot of ideas that were put together on how we can make rick flair's last match work when we settle on a story it sort of just clicked the videos of jay lethal training with rick Rick, everything went super viral. We built a brilliant story that we can continue to build on. But it didn't make sense for Jay not to be his partner. And then they were going to work against each other. In an effort to take care of business and for my father-in-law, let's make sure the guy he's wrestling is going to be the best that he can get for his last match. With more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News. Also follow Conrad Thompson on social media as well. Gail Kim is making news at this hour. Gail Kim is saying that Paige is welcome to wrestle for Impact if she chooses to. Joshua Jones writes in at this hour, Paige departed from WWE on July 7th and said goodbye to all those in the WWE universe who supported her throughout her career. Now, many have wondered whether the former WWE Divas champion will ever end up wrestling again, even though now she's no longer under contract to anyone. While she hasn't cleared to compete as of yet from a health perspective, Paige said that she's itching to get back into the ring. One person that's offered her a chance to wrestle for another promotion is legendary wrestler Gail Kim. Speaking with Steve Fall of NBC Sports Boston, Gail Kim was asked whether she could see Paige wrestling for Impact Wrestling. Now, according to the former Knockouts champion, the choice really is up to Paige. This is what Gail Kim had to say. Never say never. I love Paige. I admire everything that she's done for women's wrestling. She also kind of came up in a period where maybe it wasn't as powerful as it is right now. Women's wrestling is probably the best it's been right now. Main eventing pay-per-views. It's not a regular thing right now, but Paige was a part of the beginnings of all of that process. I have nothing respect for her in and outside of the ring. And hey, if she wants to come over to Impact Wrestling, I feel like the door is always open. So, come on over, Paige. With more information on Paige, continue following eWrestling News and more information is forthcoming. AEW star Dustin Rhodes, formerly known as Goldust in WWE, is making headlines at this hour. Dustin Rhodes addresses that there's some belief some AEW stars will be leaving to jump to WWE now that Vince McMahon is gone and Triple H is in charge. Dustin Rhodes gave some interesting comments at the Terracon 2022. Now, including some of those were whether or not AEW stars will now jump to WWE because Triple H is now in charge. He then went ahead and said this. Do you see Tony Khan? Yeah. I mean, there's a few guys over there. Right now, we've got guys under five-year deals, right? So we've got them for a while. They're not just going to up and leave. What do you think? That's what reason we have contracts. As far as anybody else out there that doesn't have a deal, hey, man, go for it. Whatever. I think experience is what you want to do. If you don't like the current atmosphere, 
and that's a personal issue, you need to move on. Maybe they'll do something different over there. Who knows? I think it's going to be a creative and slow change with Triple H at the helm, but it's going to be a good change. It's not going to be a bad change at all. It's going to be a little bit of the old plus a whole lot more of the new. I would say a little more storytelling which will be a great part of the business and it's also great for wrestling fans. Yeah, I mean, you got your places that you can go to grow, but the best two places really stand out is ours and theirs. You have to be at one of those places if you want to make the best of it. So if your contract's up and you're heading over to AEW, then go. Get the F out. For more information on all of this, continue following Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News as more information will be forthcoming on more comments that Dustin Rhodes had to say. Mark Henry's making news at this hour. Andrew Ravens is writing in. Mark Henry details medical issues that kept him from wrestling ever again. Now, during a recent episode on Bust Open Radio, Mark Henry opened up on why fans haven't seen him wrestle in AEW. The former WWE World Heavyweight Champion noted that he has nerve damage, and that's why he can't wrestle. He went on to say this, and I quote, Bully, to be honest, to be completely transparent, I got nerve damage, and that's why I don't wrestle. It's in my back, and I can't wrestle. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens, as more information will be in on this. AEW Battle of the Belts 3. Guess what? The ratings are in. Andrew Ravens is writing at this hour, the third AEW Battle of the Belts took place this past Saturday night at 8 p.m. on TNT. The one-hour special drew 437,000 viewers and did a .12 rating in the key 18-49 to 49 demo. Now, according to WrestleNomics, every quarter AEW will present a TNT special. It ranked number 12 on cable overall. Now, the first hour took place... The first episode took place in January. It did 704,000 with a .27 rating in the 18 to 49, and that show ranked 11th. The second edition drew 527,000, and it did a .18 rating in the 18 to 49. This one obviously was less in the ratings department. The event itself had Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli against Takeshita, AEW Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa took on Jamie Hayter, TNT Champion Wardlow took on Jay Lethal and others were featured on the card. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. and get some more information. Dominic D'Angelo is writing this hour, What did WWE Raw ratings maintain their high numbers following last week? Well, WWE Raw had some chaotic developments go down last night, but did viewership transfer from last week's set of numbers? Now, WrestleNomics has revealed viewership information for yesterday's episode of Monday Night Raw. Last Last night's program had 1.9 million viewers on average, and that was down 12% from last week. The key demographic expressed that some percentage dropped from last week's episode. An average of 700,000 viewers between the ages of 18 to 49 tuned in, which equates to a .54 rating. Now, while viewership may not be as earth-shaking as last week, Raw still came in at number one on cable for original broadcasting and number two in the prime time for that evening. The only program that beat it out was The Bachelorette on ABC that had a .75 rating. Now something interesting to note, it was unlike most weeks for the third hour of Raw. It beat out the first hour in the key demos. Hour 1 averaged a .51 in 18 to 49, but Hour 3 averaged a .54 in 18 to 49. The first hour did have better numbers than the third hour in total viewership. It went from 1.95 to 1.87. For more information on the analytics of WWE Monday Night Raw, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be forthcoming.
Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about WWE 2K23. Now, many wrestling fans know for many years WWE has always launched a brand new video game. Now, there's question of not whether there'll be a 2K23 game. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour. Take-Two Interactive has released its first quarter earnings and there's a special impact when it comes to gaming. Now in the report, there's a little future lineup section on the docket for the first fiscal part of 2023 and it is indeed WWE 2K23. The fiscal year doesn't mean that fans will have to wait until 2023 to receive the next rendition of the WWE 2K series, as the federal government designates the start of the 2023 fiscal year begins on October 1st of 2022. Now, with that being said, WWE did play a little bit of catch-up this year with its WWE 2K22 wasn't released until March, which is way past the beginning of the fiscal year of October 1st. Now, WWE is still looking to put on another game. You looking to buy it? For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Dominic D'Angelo will have more information on WWE gaming. Danny Wolfenholm is writing in at this hour about Karrion Cross. Will WWE clash at the castle headline with Karrion back? Or will things change? Now, regaining undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns, he's slated to defend both of those championships against Drew McIntyre at the upcoming Clash of the Castle premiere live event, which will be happening over in the UK. Now, Cross made his shocking return to WWE last Friday night with Scarlett Bordeaux on SmackDown attacking McIntyre with his valet, which is his real-life wife. Scarlett placed an hourglass in the ring in front of Reigns and the Usos. The move made many wondering what was going to be happening now that Triple H is in charge. Is it still going to be Drew McIntyre or is it going to be Karrion Cross? Could it be a three-way match for the title or not? Many people are wondering what's going to happen exactly at Clash of the Castle as the exact card has not completely been etched in stone as of yet. With more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information about this will be forthcoming. Olivia Quinlan's writing in at this hour. Kevin Owens returns to in-ring action after a two-month layoff. Olivia's Owens made his in-ring return to WWE Raw after two months of not competing in the squared circle. Owens came face-to-face -face with former thorn in his side Ezekiel in the squared circle during last night's WWE Monday Night Raw. Owens wasted no time in going after Ezekiel, firing down and raining punches and kicks and dragging him to the outside, then sending him face-first into the ring post. Owens then slammed Ezekiel's head into the commentary desk before delivering his finisher, the pop-up powerbomb, to Ezekiel on the ring apron. Now the referee checked on Ezekiel before calling medical personnel down to ringside, and Ezekiel was stretchered out of the arena as Owens stood in the ring smiling. Now the attack mirrored Owens' WWE debut in NXT 2014 when he did a pop-up powerbomb against Sami Zayn in his first night in the company. With more information on all of this and the return of Kevin Owens back in the ring, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information information will be coming forward. John Cena is making news at this hour. Dakota Cohen is writing in for Wrestling Inc. Will John Cena actually be a part of Clash at the Castle? Since COVID-19 and even a little before the pandemic hit, John Cena has been transitioning his way away from wrestling and more into Hollywood side of life, such as The Rock and Batista have made in recent years. WWE is heading to Cardiff, Wales for their first premium live event inside a stadium in the United Kingdom since SummerSlam 1992, when the British Bulldog defeated Bret Hart in the main event to win the Intercontinental title. In a quote, I've been coming to Cardiff for 15 plus years, the 16-time world champion Cena said at the Comic-Con in Wales. I'm not going to be at Clash at the Castle, but I wish I was. This time the show will be headlined by Roman Reigns def defending
defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship right now against the Scottish Warrior, but that has not yet to be proven and to be etched in stone yet. Many information and aspects of this card are still yet to be known, but the one thing we do know right now is John Cena will not be at the castle. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Dakota Cohen will have more information. Wrestling Inc. is also writing in at this hour, has Vince McMahon attended any WWE meetings since he stepped down from the company? Now, the notion that former WWE CEO and Chairman Vince McMahon is still overseeing the wrestling promotion from the shadows has been suggested, but it's nothing more than a conspiracy theory that fans have been throwing around. Former WWE Champion CM Punk and Bobby Lashley, Punk scolded, scoffed off the idea that a man surrendering control of the company, and Lashley suggested in a recent interview that his former boss will still have creative influence on the company itself, but is any of that going to happen? However, the ground reality appears that none of these guys are right. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, McMahon has not been at headquarters in WWE since his retirement, and he's not attended any meetings or had any related company communication. Furthermore, McMahon has been removed from the internal list of performers and entirely out of the company's corporate structure. Now, the report added one specific notion that he's also not been at Titan Towers, where he normally worked out every single morning. He hasn't been there since he resigned. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information on Vince McMahon will be coming forward. That's going to do it for all the headlines right now for today, Tuesday, August the 9th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the information that's happening in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, MLW, anywhere in the world. Whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, All Japan, and so many more. We are a daily podcast that's absolutely free anywhere podcasts are made available. So definitely tell your friends. If you have a wrestling fan, tell them to listen and share it with them as well. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland and I will see you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.